all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hey, what's up with this white guilt? You ever heard of white guilt? Hmm. Let's get into that. Let's talk about that. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. Well, we just have straight out real talk on this show. I talk about different topics, different subjects, what's going on in your neighborhood, around the world, within the church, outside the church, of different topics. Whatever the whatever the topic is that's very plausible and very clean or something like that or encouraging, some might be discouraging, but it's, it's really to encourage you or educate you. That's what this show is all about, Body of Christ Real Talk. So some things that you uh, you get educated on on this show, it's not going to be for everybody. That's why I mean it's going to be encouraging or either discouraging for you when you listen to this show. That's what I mean by that. That's why I break it down that way. But it's all around encouraging. It's just the way you take it that you might not like because you don't like the topic. And again, you might like the topic, but you don't like, uh, you don't agree the way it was broken down by me or anyone else. So it can't, it becomes more discouraging. But anyway, I'm, I, I do this podcast, this radio show to encourage people, but I know everybody is not, it's not going to be encouraging to everybody, but you know, I'm, but I'm just, talking about the ones that it is encouraging so that's what this show is all about body of christ real talk i'll be straight out real talk i'll give a lot of opinions so in other words i'm not right all the time but it's what i believe and it may mostly be an opinion but the majority of the time it's going to be some facts and i'm going to have some things to back it up and everything so this is just freestyle this is just we just open we just talk about different things and topics and i'll let you know when it's just opinionated not so much of a theory, but the way I see things and the way I look at it, you know, you don't have to agree or whatever. You can agree to disagree or whatever. If you got something to talk about or better, just let me know. You know, most of you not, but you're just going to continue to be doing what you're doing. But that's okay, too. All in love. Real talk. Now, let's get into this. White guilt. White guilt. Okay. If you listen to my last show, I talked about, I broke down, there's two histories of black history. There's two ways of looking at black history. If you haven't heard that one, please go back to that podcast and listen to that show, as well as my other shows, because I've been touching on a lot of sensitive issues when it comes to uh, different ethnicities and, you know, the color, uh, uh, myths, myth stories and stories that's, that's not true, and, you know, stuff like that. I've been hitting on those because I think a lot of... Um, my group, people group, which is ethnicity, black people, need to hear. And it's a lot of white people, too, or Caucasian, whatever you like to call yourselves, like to hear this, too. So I touch on a lot of things that people like to hear and they don't like to hear. But I think I need, I'm just talking to the ones that want to hear it, you know, and just do your own research. The goal is for you to do your own research, and then we look at it in a biblical perspective, okay? Remember, when I do these little uh, topics like 
like this. It wasn't not planned. It's just freestyling and whatever's on my heart, I do it. Remember, when it comes to ethnicity or what you like to call race, always remember, I'm going to break down. We all are one human race. There is no racist. There is no racist. I understand the concept of racist and racism, but there is no racist. There's only one human race, and I'm going to continue to look at that way. I don't care who disagree or whatever. God made the human race. I take that over human theology, or the way humans or black or white. I don't care what color you are. It don't make no difference to me. We all are human race. I get the concept. I understand the metaphor, though. Okay. White guilt. Let's talk about something real fast. White guilt. No, I really mean it real fast. White guilt. There's a lot of white guilt going on, purposely. And it's kind of sad. And it makes me mad and sad at the same time. I'll tell you what I mean by that. First, let's break down some definitions of white guilt. You probably have an idea what that is, but just let me give you some definitions of white guilt, okay? Now, white guilt refers to a belief that white people bear a collective responsibility for the harm which has resulted from historical or current racist treatment of people belonging to another racial groups or groups plural, okay? Let me read that again. One definition of white guilt refers to a belief that white people bear a collective responsibility for the harm which has resulted from historical or current racist treatment of people belonging to another racial group or groups or belong to racial groups. Now, here's another definition of white guilt. White guilt, it is the feelings of shame and remorse some white people experience when they recognize the legacy of racism and racial injustice and perceive the way they have benefited from it. Let me read this again, then I'm going to break, I'm going to give you my input on well, I think this definition is going. It is the feelings of shame and remorse of some white people experience when they recognize the legacy, keep your mind on legacy, of racism and racial injustice and perceive the ways they have benefited from it. Now, those are just two definitions of white guilt. Now, you can agree or disagree. You know, you can agree on disagree, disagree but these are two uh, definitions of white guilt. I hope you understand the definitions. White guilt to me is when a, a white person just feel ashamed of what happened in the past with slavery and oppression and stuff uh, of to black people, you know, which is a bad thing, which is a very evil thing. I get that. You know, that's just that's, that's a lame and plain way of breaking down white guilt. People that feels guilty of what happened to black people in the past you could say, well, they, they feeling that now? Yeah, I'm get to that. But I'm, all this started because of their past education, of their past what happened to black people. Now, let me break this down, you know, the way I see this. And this is an opinion of mine. And uh, some will agree and some won't. But it is my opinion and I stand on it. When I look at white guilt, guilt I can... I can I can relate to both of these definitions of uh, broke down by white guilt, but when you look at it in a in an experienced way of seeing these different things, white guilt I can, you can see white guilt just come out, man. Okay, let me give you an example. Without all the 
the garbage that's going on now with, uh, with, with white people, you know, marching for black people. You know, white people marching for black people, you know. Therefore, they think black people is oppressed and blah, blah, this and whatever. You know, I'm going to get into that. You know, I don't like that. I'm just putting it out there. I, I don't like that, you know. Some of them mean well, but like I always say, because you mean you meaning well don't mean it's right for you to do. And it's a negative for the black people that accepts it. It's still a negative. It don't help the black people at all, okay? So you have a lot of people marching white What I also dislike about a person that I can tell this kind of feeling guilty is when I'm talking to a person, a white person, and they always mention, well, yeah, I got some black friends, you know. You know, I like being around black people. That's a red flag to me. I don't like that. I don't like that. You know, because one thing I'm not going to do, because I don't feel like I'm a victim. I know I'm not a victim. I'm not going to say, man, I got a lot of right, white friends or white homies or something like that. I'm not, I ain't got to bring that to you because I don't feel guilty. And I don't think you superior over me. I, I know where you're going, but I don't feel that. So I don't have to bring up the white people that I hang around, even though I might. Or the white girl that I dated. I'm not saying I, I don't date no white girl. I got a beautiful Colombian woman, but I'm just using this as an example. But of me, I don't have to bring up the, all the white people I hang out with or whatever, et cetera, like that, you know. A white person makes guilt as part of that, you know. And white people always try to explain the struggles that black people went through or they might say you went through. One thing, I ain't go through that. I never went through that. I understand where you're going, though. My past ancestors did, but I never went through that. So I can never feel that pain. I don't have that type of hate. So that's 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 just a little personal of white guilt. But when you get these white guilt, now look at the white white guilt today is real prevalent. And what I mean by that, because it's political. The social justice and all this woke movement that they got going on really is pushing white guilt. It's so much purposely pushed white hate now. In other words, they pushing like the white people should feel guilty because the way they treated the black. You know, so it's a it's a big push today with the woke move movement and the social justice movement. And basically, this is on the far left side. I'm going to call it like it is. You call it duck a duck. Call it duck a duck. It's on the far left side. You know, they're pushing this stuff just like they push the transgender movement and everything like that because they think transgenders and uh, homosexuals are minorities. You know, that's another name that they made up, minorities and all that stuff. But they're pushing that. So the 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 uh, the push today is to make white people feel guilty and it's it's and it's, and it's a lot of them is working it's working you know it's sad it makes me mad but it's sad okay the part i talk the part that makes me mad that's the part i'm talking about you know that makes me mad white guilt because when a white person is feeling guilty when he shouldn't feel guilty of something that his past ethnicity group done in the past you understand what I'm saying? There's no reason for a white person to feel guilty, but they try to appease the black man and the black woman by marching for them and trying to stand up for them and try to do certain rights. I'm, I'm a motive person when you do things, whether it's for 
another group of people, whatever. And I don't care what color they are, you know. I'm a motor piece of what person. Why are you really doing this? Is it really from your heart or you feeling that <clears throat> you need to do this because we can't do no better? We don't know how to do this. We don't know how to take it for ourselves. So it's always a motive. There's always a method <laughs> behind a madness. I've been using it lately. So what, you know, why are you marching for black people? Why? What Today. Today, because today we are not oppressed from the white man or by the white man. Most white men, we're not. Now, you still got some out there that like to keep us like that. But let's just get real and get out of that. I'm tired of talking about them. Let's talk about the ones that's not oppressing us. And that's the majority of Caucasians or white people that's not oppressing black people today. Whether you agree or not, that's not happening. The media is a big commodity. In other words, they make things look bigger than what it is. The media pushes it. Politicians push it, pushes it. Predominantly on the Democratic side, the liberal side, the far left side. They push it, okay? They push this agenda. I'm not throwing hate out there. I'm just throwing facts and truth out there now. They push that agenda. You can go to any neighborhood or any newsroom, MSNBC, CNN, <clears throat> CNN, PBS, ABC, NBC, you go to those stations, they push this. They push this. They push this kind of, this hate crime, this hate, you know, on white people, you know. You could tell that by the way black people are getting protected, black, black people's crimes are getting ignored now, you know. They don't talk about black-on-black crime. They talk about white police officers killing blacks, you know. Whether it's justified or not, most of it is justified. You know, it's going to happen when you're doing a wrong, you know, black man, black ladies, when you're doing a wrong. But they push it like all white cops. They don't mention black cops much. They Or at all, they mention white cops killing a black man. So that push is purposely because to keep the racial barrier going, that brings white guilt. They, they, they're telling white people that you still should feel guilty of what you've done to black people and you're still doing it tonight, today in another way, okay? These different groups marching or whatever and uh, different things like that. So you got the more hate groups on, a, uh, uh, on both of them on the left. They try to say it's the right, but both on the left like Antifa, uh, predominantly all white. And then you got the BLM. Predominantly all white. You might think it's black, but a lot of them, I think I heard the majority of them probably white. So it's something to that. But it's all about, you know, push today is white guilt. So it's like a brainwashing. You got youngsters out there marching and feeling bad. I can see white people feel uncomfortable even when we're on the train of looking at them, looking at me. You can walk past them. They just trying to hurry up and get out your way. I'm not saying they scared of uh, white people, scared of black people, but you, I, you know, I can feel that they they very uncomfortable around us. You know, whether it's from guilt or from fear, it could be a little bit of both. <laughs> it could be a little bit of both because of our high high percentage of crimes that we commit in Chicago and other areas. Well, I'm speaking of Chicago, and they look at you funny and they move to the side or whatever like that. That's part of it could be part of white guilt along with white wrong longer fear because of black men, how aggressive we are. Not so much towards them, but towards each other. So that brings a fear. 
So if it's the white guilt, you know, they're trying to do something for you, they're trying to look out for you, they're trying to give you things, give you things to a black man or black woman. Okay, all I just say, what is your motive? Why? You know, if you're trying to help me or a fellow black person from the heart on a basis of I'm just trying to help you get on your feet and then you pull up your pants and you start helping yourself. Hey, I'm with that. I know you mean it from your heart. You're not finna move me in or whatever like that. Yes, yeah, oh, that's okay, but sooner or later you go tell me you need to get out on your own and get up on your feet. I'm just giving you a jump start. And you need to go out there and get out on your feet. Those doors are open. I'm for that white person that does that. Now, if you just want to do this for me and do this, help me get my idea and keep me there and tell me, you know, I can't get no, not literally saying I can't get no farther. And you're helping me and you just, you know, keeping me in that mode that you're doing everything for me and say, you don't have to leave. I'm going to take care of you. That's white guilt to me. It's almost like you're telling me I can't do nothing on my own. I'm not saying that you are, but you might not even be doing that consciously. I don't like that. I take the number, the first part I talked about. Tell me you're going to help me out and get me on my feet and just let me go or put me out when you see I'm lagging around like a lot of us black does do. do. Lagging around, tell me to get out. Get on my feet and I helped you out. You know, I helped you with this job. Now it's time to get your own place. Don't let me stay there. Don't tell me you're going to keep doing this because of love. You might be sincere, but you're not helping me. You, you understand what I'm saying? You follow what I'm saying? Okay. So white guilt is very prevalent and it's on the rise today. White guilt. White people feeling guilty of what happened to black people in the past. It ain't got nothing to do with what, they, what happened to black people today. I ain't talking about the George Floyd, you know, how tragic that was and nothing like that. Or, you know, these other people that accidentally got caught killed by cops or purposely or whatever, you know, very few purposely, you know, I ain't talking about the, uh, Trevon, whatever that person named, they got shot 16 times by a white cop. That's tragedy. That's evil. He needs to be under the jail or executed. You know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about most of the white guilt is pushed on white people of what happened in the past. These definitions break a little bit of that down. I'm going to read it one more time. It is a feeling of shame and remorse. Some white people experience when they recognize, recognize the legacy. What is a legacy? Legacy can be a past. Legacy don't, you don't, it don't happen in a few years. Legacy is past discrimination against black people. Okay. Recognize the legacy of racism and racial injustice and perceive the ways they have benefited from it. Now, what they're saying right there, the white, a lot of the Caucasians benefit, benefited from the, um, the misconduct that was treated towards our black race or our black ethnicity. I don't like using race, black ethnicity. And they feel guilty of that because they benefited from it. That's a definition. A lot of them have, but most of them have, have not. But a lot of them have, you know, I like to be fair, you know. Or the other one said, you know, it's, a, it's just a historical or current racist treatment of people belonging to other racial groups. You notice they even definitions stick to the word racial. <clears throat> you know, that's a big evil part of the situation as well. Just that word race is 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 blew out of proportion all kind of ways today the word race itself. Okay. White guilt. All right. Let me give you a little history of what a lot of this 
uh, belief came from, first of all, just a little bit of why I, I am empathetic or sympathetic towards a lot of white people, a lot of the white race. Say, Joe, what? Yes, I'm sympathetic. You know, I understand. This is my opinion. But I understand why a lot of them thought the way they thought. Remember, it comes from a learned thought. There's no such thing, such, there's no such thing as a white man being born so-called racist or hating. They don't be born their way unless it's some type of genetic issue or they demonically messed up. Majority of the white people were not born racist. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Let me say that again. The majority of white people, no white people at all, I'm just saying none, was never born racist. They was taught to hate. Or they've been around a group of other white people that threw that at them. So that's the only, they was taught to think that way. Some of them was brought up and bred it that way in their families. Joe, are you taking up for white people? Yes, I'm going to stand up for white people. I'm going to stand up for any ethnicity group that I think is just getting dogged out and dominated without seeing the other side. I don't care if you're black, you're white, you're Latino, whatever. I'm going to look at all the sides. That's how you grow. That brings a lot of hate of it if you're really looking for the full truth. The full truth. Not what somebody picked out, but the full truth. Okay? Let's look at that. Now, this is what I see according. This is not a full study. I'm going to do a little more study on this. But what the, what I talked about the thinking pattern of the black man that was in, embedded in them by the different beliefs of the cursed black man coming from Ham and different type of teachings and stuff like that. And they was taught that way that white people was devils and demons, whatever like that. You know, that was taught. Black man was not born a slave, okay? A black man was not born hating his color that he was black. A black, black man wasn't born already knowing or thinking that his color was cursed, especially when it comes to the Bible. A black man wasn't born thinking that he was oppressed or and a victim or victim mentality. He was taught that. <clears throat> Rather personally, personally or 
his environment or her environment. You understand what I'm saying? The same sort of brought that vic- black victim mentality that still is really pretty high today. Now, on the white man's side, same thing. They were not born racist. Majority of the whites were not born racist. That's just a fact. It was not born racist. They was taught that or embedded by their environment. Remember I said that you, you are, what was that word I used? <laughs> what was that word? Sometimes I have so much on my mind. You are a product of your environment. A lot of that is true. You are a product of your environment. Lot, the reason I say a lot of that is true because some people don't get caught up in the environment. Everybody don't. But, but a chunk of people get caught up in an environment, both sides, black and white. Black and white. But since I'm talking about white people, I want to give give you, I want to ask you, have you ever heard of the origin of species? Let me say that again. Have you ever heard of this book called The Origin of Species? Okay, for the ones that never heard of it, it's a book that was written, I think, by Charles Darwin. Now, you know, Darwin was an evolutionist. You got some people say he was a racist and he hated racism. Then you got some people say he was not. He just was what what they call it. He was an evolutionist, whatever like that, but he wasn't a racist. Some people really believe that, and some people say he was. I don't know, but I know his teachings was white. Was white. Charles Darwin's teaching was white, okay? All right. He wrote a book in 1859 called The Origin of Species. And what does that mean? That means the theory of natural selection. Now, let's give a breakdown. I'm going to give a couple of breakdown on that type of thought pattern that's been embedded mostly by in the, the minds of the white man, okay? Of the white person, of the Caucasian, you know? Okay, Darwin theory leads this. This is not me saying this. I'm just reading uh, a breakdown. Darwin's theory leads to the justification for believing that certain races, listen closely, of people are by birth by birth now, and nature superior to others, and that is the definition of racism. Now, this is you know this is not biblical. Evolution, they don't use the Bible. They don't believe in the Creator. So this is his breakdown. And a lot of people bought this for believing that certain, so his, one of piece of his theories was believing certain races was born superior than others. Okay. That is the definition of racism, period. So what is the definition of racism? First of all, is believing that a, a certain ethnicity group is superior than another, than another group. That's the definition of racism. Okay, let me read another. Let me break down something else here. Let me try to hurry up. I got to go somewhere. Now, the dark side of Darwinism, which people call it, the dark side of Darwinism philosophy it applies, it applies survival of the fittest. Okay, listen to this, to human races or ethnicities. But he got racist, so I'm going to use that as it's, as it's read. Suggesting that extermination, listen to this, of non-white races is a natural consequence of white Europeans being a superior and more successful race. Now, this is what you get out of this book. I haven't read the book. I might look into it, but I don't have a patience to read certain books like that. I need to work on that. Now, this is the dark side of Darwinism. Whether he meant well or not, I don't know. It applies survival of the fittest. 
to human races, suggesting that extermination of non-white races is a natural consequence of white Europeans being a superior and more successful race. That's a red flag right there. Now, just say he done this sincerely. It was. It still is his belief. I don't know if he done it sincerely or not. I'm more on the negative that he knew what he was doing. But just give him the benefit of the doubt and say he done this sincerely. This is really what he believed. You can see the damage that it done to the white psyche. Moving on, okay? I'm going I'm to break that down. Let me go a little further. Let's look at the the Darwin, Darwinism and Nazi racial thought, because it affected the Nazi racial thought. This, this is what I mean by the damage that it have done and still does it today. The origin of species, which is the name of the book, contributed to the idea that the Aryan race was, that's the white nation, that's the Aryan race nation, the, uh, what they call it the Neo-Saxons as well, the Aryan nation, nation. You know, Aryan race was superior to all other races, or ethnicities, and racial mixing produced deteriorous effects, leading many racial thinkers, including Nazis, to oppose mixed generation. Well, you know what happened with the days of the Nazis. That's why they done what Hitler was so strong on race against killing the Jews like that. Now, Hitler didn't like blacks either, but the Jews was the main ones that he wanted to get rid of, and I heard according now, I don't know how much fact this is, I heard a lot of their movements, the Nazis and Hitler was influenced by the teachings of Darwin's theory, which is the origin of the species, you know, in conclusion, teaching that the white European nature let me read this again. Believing that certain races of people are both superior. So it's his definitions right here. And spelling out, it applies survival of the fittest. In other words, you have to be, it's like a contest. You have to prove that you're worth your being. So evidently, who was the dominated race then? The white race. That's why he says, according, it applies survival of the fittest to human races, suggesting that extermination of non-white races is a natural consequences of white Europeans being a superior and more successful race. Now, without breaking down the whole teaching of this book, because I'm just giving the book the benefit of the doubt, that, that's this little bit right here is enough for me, these definitions, to tell me what this, this man was going. So my point is a lot of this teaching was embedded in the hate towards blacks and other races from white people. A lot of this, like I said, racism just did not start. White people just did not start hating blacks, naturally not liking black people. In my opinion, I believe there was mostly influence and there was taught. And back this past history has been proven a lot of this mindset and teaching influenced a lot of the white racial movements all the way back then. From the KKK on on. Now, Darwin, I forgot, this was in 1859. So just think about the, how many people, you know, how many people was hating black people before this even thought pattern book came out? I don't have no proof. I don't know. 
But I'm just using this as an example. Just think about how many people was influenced or how many white hate groups, including the KKK and all these other, you know, neo-Nazi racist people, going on this theory. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday okay not only that how many professors teach this theory and believe it in schools and colleges that make white people not so much hate black people but think they're better let me say that again all white people don't hate black people that they want to get rid of or exterminate them some of them want to be close to them but they have this idea that they're superior than black people by teachings like this and others but it starts with darwin it starts with darwin you 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 follow where i'm going now so a lot of the white thought pattern is built on stuff like this of their hate towards Whites. If it if it if it affected Hitler towards the Jews and blacks, but he was mostly trying to exterminate. Why was he trying to exterminate the Jews? He thought he was doing something biblical. He thought he was doing the right thing because he was mixed up in the Bible and the teachings of Darwin's, you know, and Karl Marx and people like that. Evolutionists. They have a warped way of looking at it. The evolutionary way of looking at things. They think things just involved. The big boom and the big bang and stuff like that. They believe in involvement. Therefore, when, when, when humans are involved, they have to compete because they are born. Some are, some ethnicity groups or races are born more superior than others. Therefore, he chose to say the European race are more superior than any other race, especially the black race. So that's his just this just a little breakdown of that book called The Origin of Species. It came out in 1859. Okay. Now, my point is, let's go back to white guilt. All of this go hand in hand. If the person that's feeling guilty that the white person read up on this type of stuff today, a lot of them would change the way they think and they wouldn't feel so guilty. A lot of them will. I believe that a lot of them will, but that's the problem with whites and black. They don't read the other side. They don't search the other side of history and any of the ethnicity groups. And this, you know, biblically or no other other way. So therefore, the mind has been set by both ethnicity groups, the white and the black. See, brought into something that's no fault of their own. You probably never heard this before, but this is my opinion on this. I don't really don't see it no other way. Tell me where I'm wrong yet. Please tell me where I'm wrong yet. Tell me that white people just always been hateful towards black people. I can't really accept that. See, I can't really accept that. It's almost like you calling God's creation a dog. And this time, after the curse, like dogs can look at each other and they just hate each other and they want to fight. No matter what color they are. So it's not about race with a dog, if you understand, or any of the wild animals out there. They just go at it. Dogs just look at each other, they sniff each other's behinds. <laughs> and then some of them might just go at it. It has nothing to do with the color 
or race. They, they have no idea about that. So to sit up here and just say a white man always hated black people, he was born that way, I cannot accept that. Please prove that. I believe it was taught. Okay, it was taught to them. The same as a black man. If a black man grew up in a family that never talked about racism, he wouldn't hate a white person. Say, Joe, what do you mean? If a person was brought up in a family that never talked about slavery, never talked down or about, now I'm not saying what what happened to slavery was not true, but never talked about the, uh, the parts of slavery, you know, in Africa and the types of the civil rights movement and the lynchings and stuff like that. That black man wouldn't hate a white man. He wouldn't have no reason to because he, he wasn't born that way. It, had, it has to be taught. Now he go outside his home and hear that. That's a whole new different story. It's like a shock factor because he never heard that. Now I blame the family that don't talk about it because I believe they need a child needs to know some history, but they need to need they need to know the full history. They don't need to babysit blacks being victims or nothing like that. So it's how you teach your child about what happened in the past. I talked about in my last podcast the two outlooks, the two ways that people look at black history. It's the same thing with the white and the black. If a white man grew up in a house, okay, for instance, was never told about blacks being this and blacks being that or what happened in the past racism, and he sees a black little boy like a lot of countries do, he won't hate the black guy because he's black. He's just another color because he don't know that history about that. Okay? Or he was taught a positive side about it. So he had no reason to be to hate a black man or vice versa unless he got it outside the home or something like that, you know. So a lot of things, I believe, the majority of these is, is being taught or coerced to both races. I wanted to talk about this because I'm against white guilt. I don't like white guilt. Now, some people, a lot of white people, are not. I believe a lot of white people don't help black people because of white guilt. You know, they're not, so a lot of white people not putting up with that. You know, they want you to pull up your straps and get it together. And I like that. Hey, man, bring it on. You know, I don't care what color you are. Bring it on. I hate racism. I hate all that stuff from both black and white. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Because you're hating a person because of their color, not their character. Not their personality. You're hurting them because of what color they are. That's been taught. You have the nicest White person, the most humblest white person. You hate him, not all. You, some of you hate him because he's white or she's white. And then vice versa, you got the black person, the most nicest black person. You hate that person because his color, he's black. Because you was taught that way. To hate the color, not the personality and the character of the person. You understand what I'm saying? The color, the person is like they are because they're this color. The person is like they are because they're that color. The white is superior because they're white. The blacks are not superior. They're victims or they're no good or they're just monkeys and gorillas because of their color. And it's never about the personality. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start right there, but I wanted to give you that side. I want you to start Christians, believers, giving, give the white people the benefit of the doubt. Stop saying all because you're going to be held accountable for that. I ain't say you're going to hell, you know.
But if you are a Christian and you got this type of hate towards white people in you, you are just as guilty as them in the past. Okay, you're just as guilty as them in the past without giving. I ain't saying you got to go around singing Kumbaya holding every white man's hand. And I'm not telling every black man you need to go. I mean, every white man, you need to go around and just hold every black man's hand. What I'm saying as a Christian, God created the human race. Okay, as a Christian, I want to give you this. You always going to have hate on both sides. It's going to always be racism because it's been implanted in them. See, not because it's, it is racism, it's just because people are going to have that in them. What some things you get in you, it, it's hard to get out. And racism is one of them that's hard to get out on both sides, okay? Give both sides the benefit of the doubt. God bless you all. Salvation is the key. Remember, we are the body of Christ, the ones that are saved. We are one. We are one. Male, whereas there's no male, female, there's none of that. There's no bond or free, barbarian or Scythian. We all are one in Christ. The human race is one. God sees one. He don't see colors and all that. He sees one race. We must believe and stop wondering. And also, what's a big issue? You know, starting a lot of issues and ridiculous if you got to paint a picture of Jesus being lily white with blue eyes and long hair, you know, you starting a lot of problems. If you got to paint Jesus being black with pole locks and, you know, dreadlocks and, you know, nappy beard or whatever like that you want to call it, you are stereotyping Jesus. Both of you all are stereotyping Jesus. The important thing is not what color Jesus was. That is not even an issue. Whether he was lily white or charcoal black or middle brown, Latino color. It does not make, or yellow Asian, no. Jesus' color is not important, okay? Jesus' color is not important. The person of Jesus is important, all right? So get off these colors and these, you got the black, you got to buy posters of white lily, you know, Jesus is not all that, and then blacks got to make Jesus look like dreadlocks, you know, if that's what you want to do, I always ask again, what is your motive, Okay? Stop that. Stop. Get off the color and get on the character of Jesus. Leave the color alone and get on the character of Jesus. All right. God bless you all. Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. I love you all. Peace out. Love you all. Remember, Jesus is still the Savior. He's still on the throne. Let's laugh it out, my little baby. <laughs> We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.